0: This is the Ed Show. All right, welcome back to Max Out, everybody. Today is an honor for me because I didn't even want to tell him this off camera, but this man has changed my life. Um, many, many years ago, I was living at home with my mom and dad, and my dad got me a job, as most of you know, at an orphanage at a group home, and about three days later, he says, you need to start to get motivated. And he said, I just heard this guy in the car. Somebody gave me one of his tapes. You need to listen to this man. He's incredible. And uh, I put the cassette in and my life started to change. And that was the journey of listening to literally hundreds, hundreds of hours of this man's work impacted my life. I consider him to be the greatest speaker I've ever seen. And uh, so the, or heard, and many of you know that that's something that I do as well. So I'm pretty scrutinizing about those things. This is a man who was born as a twin on really a, in a dirty building on the floor he was labeled as the not so smart twin was labeled as a child to have some retardation as a matter of fact got adopted by Mamie and the rest of it is one of the most amazing stories you're going to ever hear and uh it's like an honor for me everybody to introduce this man to you because today's going to be an absolute treasure with uh the great Les Brown so Les thank you so much for being here
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. And you're very modest. I'm looking at the greatest speaker on the planet. (laughs) I don't think you can sneak up on me. I know when I'm in the presence of greatness, I listen to you. I thank you for the work that you're doing, the lives that you've transformed and the impact that you're making on the planet. So I am so honored to be in your presence sir.
0: God bless you. I think he just made my life right there. I'm actually (laughs) kidding. You have no idea, everybody, how much I admire this, this man. I mean, I hopefully for some of you, maybe I play that role, but when you have somebody that you finally get a chance to meet, who's literally changed your life. I mean, my great grandchildren will probably not know who Les Brown is, but they would not have the lives they're going to have someday without him being in my life. And so speaking Mm. of which, this man has 15 grandchildren, four great grandchildren, and we're going to go all over the map today. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Brown, but I thought it'd be odd for us not to start out talking about what's going on in the world first. And um, I have a hard time even asking some of these things of you because I get emotional because I know some of these stories because I'm such a huge follower of yours. But for those of you that are uh, listening on audio and are watching YouTube, Les Brown is an African-American man. He's a black man. And so his experience over 75 years of being in this country is very valuable and a lot of these things that have just floated to the surface more recently for the rest of society you've been living for most of your life and so i'm just curious as to first what do you think as you're seeing what's playing out on television right now the conversation that's happening in the in the world today just what are your thoughts when you see them
1: it is i find it fascinating i find it fascinating here i am 75. I was five years old downtown in Miami with my mother. It was very hot and it was around 90 degrees. And I saw these kids playing, these white kids and and one drinking from a water fountain. I let my mother's hand go and I, I ran to the water fountain and I started drinking from it. And my mother grabbed me by the neck. And she threw me down on the ground and she started punching me with her fist. She had never done that before. And my face and my head and I was screaming. She had a crazy look in her eyes. I said, mama, it's me. It's me, mama, it's me. And then all of a sudden a white cop came over and he had a nightstick and he he kept on hitting it in his hand. He said, okay, that's enough. You beat that little nigga boy enough. Now he's learned his lesson. He won't do that again. And he walked away and... He just started laughing as he looked at me. My nose was busted, and my eyes were swollen. And she said as he walked away, Leslie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, son. I said, Mama, why did you beat me like that? She said, you can't drink from that water fountain. I said, those white kids, they were in there. Leslie, listen, you can't drink from that water fountain. It's for whites only. And when I saw that white policeman coming over towards you with his nightstick, had he hit you with that nightstick, he would have had to kill me. And I would have left you and your brothers and sisters to fend for yourself. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I said, Mama, it didn't hurt that bad. He said, I know I never wanted to hit any of my children like that, but I had to do something to distract him. And that was the birth of hunger in me. Because on that day, I realized something that Martin Seelman said in the book called Learned Optimism. He said, between the ages of zero and five, that we learn what's available to us and what's not available to us. And there are places that I couldn't go. I used to see signs on Miami Beach that said Jews dogs and colors not allowed. I remember being on the bus and, and seats were available front and we would be packed in the back. And I remember stopping and saying, Mama, there's seats up here. Leslie, keep moving. Mama, there are seats here. There are empty seats here. Did you hear me? Keep moving, boy, past that yellow line. Mm. And so wow. when I look at now, here's, here's the, the positive stuff. Benjamin Franklin said, that until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are affected, things will never change. Mm. For the first time, we have large numbers of white people and people from all walks of life saying, whoa, hmm, mm. this is wrong. Mm. This is wrong. Evil prevails when good men and women do nothing, and good men and women from all walks of life have mm-hmm. gotten involved. This is a reckoning. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, first of all, it's sad to see, mm-hmm. but it's heartwarming that there are people who do care. You care. There, mm-hmm. you have, I always tell speakers, I train speakers at this point, who you are behind the words are far more important than the words that you speak. When I train speakers, I first work with the messenger, and then the message, and and so that evil prevails when good men and women do nothing. There are a lot of good men and women who've put themselves in harm's way, who've said these are human beings, and 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 their lives matter. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's one thing if we had a, a a protest saying black lives are better. We're not saying that. We're saying- <laughs> Black lives matter. I mean, when, when, when cops, they know they have absolute power. The judge, jury, and executioner, over 95% never go to court. Mm. And those who go, they are called innocent. The prosecuting attorney's on their side, the judge, the jury, mm. and absolute power corrupts absolutely. But I do believe in our lifetime at some point in time that we are going to garner the courage and the persistence and the commitment to eradicate what we're dealing with. Because cultures of of terrorism, people who are supposed to provide and protect, who are killing and terrorizing, these cultures are created by people and they can be changed by people. And the secret is, is for us to maintain commitment through all the frustrations, through all the disappointments, through all the things and people who infiltrate the movement and create distractions to try and discourage us and sabotage it. I believe that we live in the greatest country in the world. And when I wake up in the morning, man, I say all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. And I do believe that justice will prevail. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I, uh, a couple of things I, I want to say about that to people listening. One, that story is, uh, you feel like you're there. It's very hard to h- hear that. And I think there's also, you know, I, I want Amadeus to just hear this, just l- sink in for a second, cause we're going to have such a great ride today. I'm picturing in that situation is very interesting. I picture your mother, even more than I hear you in that story. Yeah, your mother, is- by the way, you spent your whole life honoring this woman.
1: Yes, because I'm here because of two women. One gave me life, the other one gave me love. God took me out of my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. Mama, she only had a third grade education, but she had a PhD at wit. I always quote Abraham Lincoln when I speak and say, all that I am and all that I ever hoped to be, I owe to my mother. She was quite a woman. She covered the ground she stood on.
0: <laughs> can you tell I was belly laughing a few weeks ago watching something you said your mother made really good sweet potato pies that's one of the things she did I just do you remember what you said about if you eat my mother's sweet potato pie you got to do something before you eat it
1: you couldn't eat it with your shoes on you have to take your shoes off so you can wiggle your toes <laughs> I just
0: love that yeah. I just think that's beautiful all right I want <laughs> I love how much you honor your mother, man. I just, I love that. So let's, let's, let's get into all kinds of different stuff. And I'm glad you shared your perspective. And you know, one of the things I've seen with you over the years too, is I just think your inherent goodness shines through and you have a laugh. I'm just curious, is that an intentional thing you do, that beautiful laugh of yours, or is that just something that comes natural to you? I mean, is it something you built up to disarm people when you were a younger person, when you spoke, or is that just, that's just Les Brown and
1: People made that my laugh make them laugh. I'm a happy person. And and the reason I am, I believe that when you wake up in the morning, it's the best day of your life. If you don't believe the tribe It was
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You you said one thing about your mom earlier. You said that she uh That's one that stoked this hunger in you. You've got this great book out right now. I want you to tell everybody about too, as it relates to being hungry. And then I want you to speak to how important this is to have hunger. I I always say all the time, talent, you know, brains, all of those things. That's one thing. But you give me somebody who's starving, who's hungry and coachable. I'll show you somebody that I can work with.
1: Yes. uh, Hunger is 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 what's required now. When you look at over 50 million people have lost their jobs, and another 47 million projected by the 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 various statistics that indicates that it will be lost due to artificial intelligence. And so yes. this is this era that Peter Drucker calls the era of the three C's: accelerated change, overwhelming complexity, and tremendous competition. So people now have to do what it is that you talk about one of the first things that I love that you talk about is that really uh, your major superpower is your ability to communicate because Mm -hmm. attention is the new currency the ability to attract attention to hold the attention and to direct the attention Mm -hmm. and when you can communicate you attract attention to yourself for your business for your club your organization for your movement because people are looking at you and they're asking three questions who are you what do you have and why should i care so you're able to attract attention to yourself to your business to your products to your expertise and then you have to hold the attention part of what allowed me to break through that the the speaking industry with the Good Old Boys Network and, and they were going around, the speakers were giving speeches and regurgitating information, as you are aware, from the book, Think and Grow Rich by yeah. Napoleon Hill. Yes. Well, my mentor, Mike Williams, who wrote the book called The Road to Your Best Stuff, The Road to Your Best Stuff, he said, Brownie, if information could change people, everybody would be skinny, rich, and happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so what I do and how I train speakers is to use your story to create an experience. Oliver Wendell Holmes said that once a man or woman's mind has been expanded with an idea, concept, or experience, it can never be satisfied to going back to where it was. So you attract the attention, and with an experience that you create, the experience of your customer, the experience that you're able to create, and that interaction with the people that you want to attract that you then direct that attention. Mm. And there's a reason that Steve Jobs said, the storyteller is the most powerful yeah. person in the world. And he knew that. Here's a guy to talk about a product and people have set up camp outside the store for two and three days, yeah. sleeping outside to get something they haven't laid hands on. They just yeah. heard the story about it. And Khalil Gibran in the book called the prophet, he said, more than thirst and hunger, humans need stories.
0: Wow, so good. Facts tell, stories sell, right? And yes, I, I. Uh, by the way, how do they get the book? Let's not move off of that. How do they find this book they you've got go on to, hunger? I at? am
1: hungrylessbrown.com I am hungrylessbrown.com
0: Part of that hunger, <laughs> less, is uh, getting territory. I love how you describe this because the only person who I've ever heard say this before, you talk about how life and territory, I want you to say it your way, I don't want to give it away, but I was, I was actually sharing this with my son last night about you, because I think it's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. So please share it with a couple million people for me.
1: Yeah, life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. Hmm. Give you an example. 27 years ago, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. At
0: 27 Al- years ago, my gosh.
1: Yeah, fourth stage cancer and fourth stage prostate cancer. My PSA was 2,400. And, and so Dr. Alfred Gosen said, Mr. Brown, you have fourth stage cancer. I said, do? He said, yes. And it's metastasized to seven areas of your body and it's eaten... of your T1 vertebrae. I said, whoa. He said, what? Why are you smiling? Did you hear what I just said? I said, yeah. He said, why are you smiling? I said, man, seven is my lucky number. I was born (laughs) February the 17th. Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho seven times. Naaman dipped himself in the River Jordan seven times. Seven is my lucky number. He looked at his nurse and said, this is a strange one. (laughs) So, I said, "Can you give me a second opinion?" He said, "Yes, and you're ugly too. <laughs> <laughs> you just called me ugly. You didn't go there. ugly He said, "But you got this. You got this. I don't tell patients that they're terminally ill. What I say is my knowledge and my ability and my skills have terminated. Now you and God figure this out. He determines the prognosis. You got this. And as a result, how people live their lives, as you know, Mm -hmm. is a result of the story they believe about themselves. He interrupted my story. And I left there with a heart full of faith, not a heart full of fear. Zig said, most people in a fearful situation, they forget everything and run but there are a small number the road to the life is straight and narrow a few there be that find it who face everything and rise oh my gosh so and cool. so the people who listen to you when you speak and you and when i say that you are the most talented speaker on the planet mm. is because when you speak what you do is distract dispute and inspire you distract people from their story yeah the, the as you know the, the psychologists call this self-explanatory style. And through the execution of your presentation or the guests that you interview, that you dismantle their current belief system and inspire them to become, as Mother Teresa would say, a pencil in the hand of God and start writing a new chapter in their lives. Right. That's what you do with the products that you have, the guests that you have, and how you have decided that you are going to live a life that will outlive you. And, God bless you for it.
0: Live a life that will outlive you. Oh, my yes. gosh. Everybody, I, I'm just sharing this treasure with you. So you've got to follow this man. You've got to get his book. I, guys, I, listen, I have a lot of people on my show that I admire. This man changed my life. I mean, I, I there's a part of me. This is a very strange interview for me, Mr. Brown, because uh, I'm in and out of it in my mind. I'm, I'm talking to Les Brown right now. And th- I mean, yeah, like I'm, I've spent.
1: I'm fascinated to be talking with you. You yeah. don't know how often I've met you that said, This is my brother from another mother. <laughs> Thank,
0: you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How I bet you? you're making my name. Speaking how old of. Are you? Yes, how old What's that? Are you? How old are you? 50 this
1: year. Oh, I got t shirts older than you. I'm
0: 75. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey guys, I've been talking about Omax cryo freeze forever on the show. And the reason is I'm actually a user of the product and it works. And I heard about it from my dad who like never refers anything to anybody, but he was saying it was relieving his pain as well. So I gave it a try and it's been an unbelievable godsend for me. And so whether you're an athlete, someone like myself who trains pretty hard in the gym or you just have muscle soreness, joint pain, back pain, arthritis. This is an all natural remedy that works instantly. And so, you know, most over-the-counter pain relievers like Icy Hot or Bengay, they only focus on one basic cooling effect like menthol, which temporarily relieves your mind off the pain till the pain returns in an hour or so. So, if you're looking to get rid of real nagging muscle and joint pain immediately with kind of long-lasting relief, you need to try Omax CryoFreeze. It's non-prescription triple-action pain relief. It's a roll-on and it's formulated so it blocks pain receptors, it reduces inflammation, and it improves muscle and joint flexibility. And the cool part, like I said, is it's all natural. It works within like 10 minutes of application. The relief lasts about eight hours. It's super easy to throw in your gym bag and take on the go for emergency pain relief. You just roll it on where it hurts, ice out the pain, and it's gone. So Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. Cool thing is the discount also applies towards any product site-wide. So if you go to omaxhealth.com, enter the code MYLET, you can take advantage of the savings. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter the code MYLET, which is M-Y-L-E-T-T. You get 20% off cryo-freeze and everything site-wide. And so, you guys, once again, it's an advanced pain relief product. It was inspired by cryotherapy, which you guys know means cold therapy. And it helps numb and reduce pain and inflammation. Pro athletes like my good friend Kyle Stanley, who's a professional golfer on the PGA Tour, uses this type of cryotherapy on a regular basis. The real secret behind CryoFreeze is its leading-edge pain relief ingredients. CBD, which is known for its therapeutic effect on cellular pain receptors, and menthol for its soothing sensation to the pain. So CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on can be used four times a day and, again, works within like 10 minutes of application – it helps improve your physical training, recovery, performance, and just overall comfort. I think joy of life. You're not in got all these aches and pains all the time. So if you're looking to relieve muscle or joint pain within like 10 minutes and need a natural way to do it and a powerful solution, try CryoFreeze pain relief roll on. It's quick absorbing, scientifically backed formula. And if pro athletes use it, it must be pretty good, right? If people at that level are using it. So go to omaxhealth.com enter the code MYLET, take advantage of the savings, omaxhealth.com, you get 20% off cryo freeze and everything else on the site. Don't let muscle soreness continue to be an excuse for living an active lifestyle. Go to omaxhealth.com and feel relief fast. I gotta tell you, by the way, speaking of brothers, this is an interesting thing about you. You're a twin. Yes. And when you were young, this is so hard for people to believe, they see this man who can recite poetry and scripture and quotes at the, like this, you know, to think that at some point you were labeled as, were you you labeled as mentally retarded as a child?
1: When I was in the fifth grade, I was labeled educable mentally retarded. and put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade at Douglas Elementary School in in Miami, Florida. And, And then when I was in the eighth grade, I failed again, but I had a man who was very much like you, because I consider you a master communicator, Mr. Leroy Washington. And I walked in this class looking for a friend. It was really a God moment. And he said, young man, go to the board and work this problem out for me. I said, sir, I can't do that. He said, why not? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, do it anyhow. I said, I can't, sir. And the other students started laughing, saying, he's Leslie. He's got a twin brother, Wesley. Wesley's smart. He's DT. And he asked, what's DT? And they said, he's the dumb twin. And they erupted in laughter. And I said, I am, sir. And he came from around his desk. He looked at me. He said, don't you ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Do you hear me? Mm -hmm. I said, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. He he interrupted the story that I believed about myself. My mother said, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. But words do hurt deeply. But on that day, you know, Denzel was in a movie called Touch. And he said, there are moments in life There's before this and there's after this. And after this, nothing will ever be the same again. And my life was interrupted because he interrupted this vision that had been planted in my mind by words. Words affect behavior. And that's why I'm excited about training people how to create an experience to transform people individually and collectively. Because when we look at where we are, that's more important than ever before. The cultures and, and hatred and divisiveness, all of these things are formatted with words. A lady came for me to train her from Australia. And I said, why did you come to me? She said, when I look at all divisiveness and hatred and violence, She said, it's done by a few people, but there's too many people are silent and I have a voice and I want to be a voice for love. I said, whoa, Whoa. she just gave me goose dimples, man.
0: Yeah, I love it. This teacher, speaking about that on voice, because the third thing was communication. I literally shared this with my son when he went away to college. This teacher stops you when you're in that classroom, correct me if I'm wrong, and said, listen, there's three things that you need to have if you're going to prevail in this life. Yeah. Everybody, this is where you you right now, if you've got children around you, you go grab them right now. Because I've shared this with both of my children. This is compelling stuff right here. Because this was one of those moments where your life was not the same again after no. he delivers this message to you. Yes,
1: Yeah. He said, you have to work on your mind. Uh, he was a person who believed in Earl Nightingale who said, you don't get in life what you want. You get in life what you are. Mm -hmm. Dr. Carter G. Woodson, if you can determine what a man shall think, you never have to concern yourself with what he will do. If you can make a man feel inferior, you never have to compel him to seek an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. And if you can make a man feel justly an outcast, you never have to order him to go to the back door. He'll go without being told. And if there's no door, his very nature will demand one. He said, develop your mind. Next thing he said, practice the principle of OQP only quality people. Today, today, in order for us to make it, even before the coronavirus, the suicide rate in America had increased by 32%. Today, in order for us to make it, we have to create what we're doing now, collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships. One of the major issues we're facing right now is loneliness. And, and, and one of the major determinants of a long life I thought it would be plant-based diet or uh, becoming a vegetarian or a vegan or exercise. It's positive social relationships. That's that's the main factor. Mm -hmm. And the third thing that he said, he said, Mr. Brown, develop your communication skills, young man, because once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. Mm -hmm. Your ability to communicate humanizes you, you explain it so well. When you talk to people about the number one skill that they need, if they're negotiating, if they want to advance their careers, if, if they want to create a movement, they want to promote their business or promote themselves. That skill, had I not had that skill when I was fired from the working for the Miami Sanitation Department, if I didn't have the ability to communicate I would not have been able to be a salesman at Sears or do door-to-door sales. I would not have been able to become a disc jockey. I would not have been able to become a state legislator in Columbus, Ohio, and and pass 14 bills my first term. And and I uh, was elected the third term, three terms, and then my sister called me and said, Leslie, are you sitting down? What's wrong with mama? Mama has breast cancer. I said, I'll be right there. She said, Leslie. You don't have to come. We found a good nursing home for her. I said, listen to me. No, she adopted seven, seven will be there when she takes her last breath. Wow. And I left that day. And I'll never forget when I rung the doorbell, a friend of hers named Miss Mildred, she came to the door. She said, oh my God, Mamie, Leslie's here. And I heard my mother voice said, I knew my boy would come, oh, I knew my boy. Would come and I came in and her things were packed. I said, unpack everything. Hmm. I said, Mom, I'm here. Wow. I'm here. And so it's wow.
0: wow. Wow. This, this thing with your mom. I was do you know who Art Williams is? Do you Remember Art Williams? He used to be a speaker. All you can do is all
1: you can do. And all you can do is enough. But there you go. You do all you can do. Do I study everybody? Glenn I know you do. Listen to you. Hugh. Zig Just. Ziglar. If you give enough people what they want, they'll give you what you want. Jim Ron, When the end comes to you, let it find you conquering a new mountain, not sliding down an old one.
0: I study them all. <laughs> <laughs> me, the, the reason I ask you this is, when I introduced you as the greatest speaker that I've ever seen. And by the way, I, I that short changes. I believe greatest teacher communicator that I've ever seen in my life. And the other one that made the impact on me was art Williams, who I know you would both agree. This is a, there was an amazing communicator still is. Yeah. And so I met him one time and uh, he gave me a nice compliment about a talk I had given. And so I said, well, there's only, there's two I've ever seen in my life. And I said, it's you, Mr. Williams. And I said, and then Les Brown's in a class all his own. And I said, he's so talented and gifted and he stopped me. And this leads to your mother. Again, a situation that I know about I'd like you to share. And he goes, he's not that talented and gifted. He's a worker. He works Les works at it. This is a skill he's developed. He wasn't born with this. He's worked at it. If you knew the people I know, this guy is on the road. He works. And then i was listening to you and this amazing your mother's this theme in your life but when you were a young boy your mother lost the ability to work and so i think the story is she starts sort of like making a little moonshine to sort of support the family right and something happens yes. and i think you're like 10 years old something like yes. this right and then you got to take over would you just share this because i think everything happens for us not to us our test will be our testimony and you're, the, the messes of our lives don't disqualify us. I think so many people think this mess I'm in, this divorce, this business failure, this choice I made, I'm not proud of, that I'm ashamed of it. It disqualifies me. My background, my upbringing, I'm disqualified. Turns out you can turn those things in to be your testimony. And this situation with your mom, I think, st- triggered this work ethic in you at a young age that Art told me about.
1: Yes. Mama, she started selling homebrew and moonshine, and and it was... Difficult for us at that time, for her raising seven children, she was injured on a job. And so she promised our birth mother that these children will never go to bed hungry. We will always have a roof over our head our head, and, and, and clothes on our back. And a man came. I'll never forget what you're talking about. So you know, you've done your research. As much <laughs> as I've been doing research on you, you and I are so much alike. <laughs> and, and this guy, his name was Calhoun, and he knocked on the door. He said, Leslie, how are you doing? I said, fine. Mama always said, don't ever open the door without telling me. And I said, oh, hey, Mama, he, no, 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 don't tell her. I've got two friends with me. We're going to surprise her. Open the door. And I opened the door and let them come in. And one of the guys grabbed me. I was 10 years old in the throat and hit me on the side of the head and threw me up against the wall. And he said, she's back there in the room. Mm. And they went back there and, and Mama was selling homebrew and moonshine. And they, he said, pull up the linoleon. And they pull up the linoleon and, and, and she, she kept it and under the floor of the house that we were in. And they brought Mama out in, in handcuffs. Then mm. oh. I said, Mama, I'm so sorry. And she said, "It's okay, Leslie. It's okay." And she never, ever, ever mentioned it when she came back. And Mm -hmm. and so we don't have any relatives. We adopted. So the neighbors, you know, they will come in and bring us food from time to time. And I would collect uh, uh, copper and aluminum, and sometimes stand in the corner. Hey, boy, come over. And, and get on a truck with older men to, to move heavy equipment. And, but years later, fast forward, man, I had it in my heart. If I ever saw this guy again, I'll kill him. And boy, you know, God, for he has a sense of humor. Here I am talking to my young son, John Leslie, who's a speaker and trainer. I said, John Leslie, Anger is a wind that blows out the lamp of the mind. He said, what do you mean by that, Daddy? I said, don't allow anger to govern. You never make a decision while you are angry. It blows out the wind of the mind. You make decisions and do things that you will regret later. At this time, a guy comes over and tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, hello, sir. I just want you to know, we here in Miami are so proud of you. I had a talk show at King World that paid me $5 million to do, the Les Brown talk show. Now, look, I'll never forget his face. I said to myself, oh, my God, it's Calhoun. Oh my God. Now, here's my son here, and I'm looking at this guy's face and put my mother in jail. And, man, I, I started. I was I scared. Was, I get shorting the breath, and and John Leslie said, "Dad, are you all right?" I said, "No," and he, he and he, this guy he just one shake my hand. man, yes, uh, Leslie man, you 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 really making us all proud. And I said, "Excuse me, sir, excuse me," and I went outside. And my son said, "What's going on? Is this something you ate?" I said, "No, no, John Leslie." I gotta go. I said, let's get in the car, I gotta go. He said, what's happening, Dad? And I drove away for a little while and I parked on the side to collect myself. I said, that man, he's the one that put your grandmother in jail. And I promised if I ever saw him again, I would kill him. He said, oh God. I said, John Leslie, you know what? God moment, he said, why? I said, I got that hatred out of my heart for him because you were here. I have to model what I'm teaching you. People say, practice what you preach, but now God put it in me. I got to preach what I practice. I got to forget. And forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is remembering without anger. I forgive him, but most of all, I forgive myself. Please forgive me, God, for carrying this anger and hatred all these years. Wow. Yeah. It was deep. I've never told this story before.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, this thing, you know, Forrest Gump had a point. Life is like a a box of chocolates. You'd never know what you're going to get. That's all I got to say about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just shared that with us. I, oh my gosh. Just, your life is one of the things about you Les, is that your life is such a example of what's possible. I mean, everybody, I want you just pick picturing this about this beautiful man. I want you, this is a, he's born, his mother ends up giving him to adoption to Mamie. He and his brother, They live in these conditions. He's 10 years old. His mother has to go away for a while. He's got to support the family. He's had all these incidents he's had to observe up close. There are other ones with his mother when she's cleaning houses, and this woman claps her hands because she's got to know when her mother's in a room because she's going to steal something, which his mother would never do. This man goes on to influence millions I mean literally millions of people's lives and then this is what's great about all of us making our dreams come true when you make your dreams come true the dreams of other people and dreams you can't picture also come true because then he influences this goofy dude me 20 something years old working at an orphanage and it inspires me to change my life so it's just your life is such an example and it, what's interesting to me less is it was mainly tied to mom meaning You wanted to do something great for your mother all your life. And that was bigger, I think, than any obstacle that got in your way. I'd like you to share this with people because I think most people don't understand the power of having something big you're going after that means more to you than the pain you're going to have to go through in order to get it. Hey, guys, you know, one thing we talk a lot about on the show is breathing. I've had everybody on from sleep experts, fitness people, brain experts, all talking more and more about the importance of breathing, proper breathing, and pushing yourself to breathe correctly. And so whether you're an athlete or somebody looking to get back in the game of life, finding a program that pushes you both mentally and physically is really a big deal. And most fitness apps are great, but they focus on you know weightlifting or calorie burning or six-pack abs, which is wonderful. But what about breathing? And so, inspired by the training techniques of big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, you know I've had Gabby Reese on my show, who is his wife, and their partnership together is behind this app, and it's based on some of the most elite techniques that big-time athletes use to recover themselves, they're using now in this program for everyday people, and it's going to change your life. You're going to feel like you're growing. You're going to feel like you're sleeping better, recovering better. You're pushing yourself I love it. And the cool thing is right now, XPT is offering you access to the app, the whole training program for free. With the launch of the new XPT app, your best self, mental resiliency, and a collective tribe of people to support you is really right there for you at no cost. If you go to xptlife.com forward slash my let, you can just download the app today. Again, if you go to xptlife.com forward slash my let, download the app and go for it. You're going to really love it. I use it. Helps me tremendously it's built on the fundamentals of breathe move recover is what they call it and XPT's approach pushes you I think past your normal boundaries is the way that I would say it it also just teaches you to breathe correctly and you're going to see physical and psychological improvements that you probably not experienced before pro athletes like Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Packers Kevin Durant one of the top NBA players U.S. military Olympic athletes obviously Gabby and Laird and many others have experienced firsthand the impact of this really cool, radical training. The secret behind the app is the breathing programming. XPT has a very revolutionary approach to it. Encompasses the best techniques from around the world to improve recovery, resilience, and performance in both your mind and your body. And I know that's something that you're after. So we all breathe to survive, but if you breathed to thrive is the question, and do you know how to do it? XPT's MOVE program consists of customized training programs and daily workouts. It's really a daily program that you can use. And then there's recovery, which is one of the most overlooked aspects of training. And I've really, this last year, focused more and more on my recovery, which is driven by my breathing and the way that I move. And so this app's helped me do that. So with the XPT app guiding you, you can foster a recovery state and improve endurance a whole lot faster than you can without it. So XPT is the leader in human performance training with pro athletes, military, Olympians, and it's proven to work. And I can tell you that it works because I'm using it. So, again, they're offering you access to the app for free. Just go to xptlife.com forward slash mylet, download the app, and take advantage of this offer because it's not going to be around forever. xptlife.com forward slash mylet, download the app, and let me know how it's working for you. I don't think enough people set huge, big goals that are from the heart. Don't you agree?
1: Yes, you said that. I I was listening to you last night. You know, Dexter Yeager, as you know from Amway, he said, if the dream is big enough, the odds don't matter. And so when you say dream big, that's major. One, there's power in pursuit. Because as Jim Rowan said, it's not the accomplishment of the goal that matters. It's what you become in pursuit of the dream in the process. Because when you have a big dream, it will introduce you to a part of yourself that you don't know right now, that you will never discover in your comfort zone. Because in order to achieve that dream, you've got to die to who you are now. I must die daily. You must die to who you are now to give birth to who you are to become. I believe that all of us, have stories of greatness in us. And, and, and follow me as I say this, as this download. We all have stories of greatness within us. In the beginning was the word, thou shalt decree a thing and shall be established unto you. When shall the kingdom of God come? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When shall it come? The kingdom of God cometh not by observation. They shall say, is neither low there Lord, here, behold, the kingdom of God is within you, and that kingdom is voice activated. So when you speak, people who are in a dark place, you will bring them out into the light. When you speak, somebody's got a gun to their head. When you speak, they'll realize life is God's gift to me, and how I live my life is my gift to God. When you speak... Someone who's depressed and feeling anxious will remember, be anxious for nothing. I'll keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So that's the power that you bring and all the products that you have on YouTube that I've, I mean, how ironic. They said, coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. I've been so marinated listening to your stuff. (laughs) And then you've been listening to me. Come on, what? A, look at God, what a mighty God we serve. Come on, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like my honor to think that you're listening to my stuff. I got to tell you, yes. you guys, you know, you you just get what I I start. I told you all, you just have this treasure. It's like you never want to stop hearing from Les. I mean, he's just he's just remarkable, and the way you pull things and download them from all these places is just. It's mind blowing, I, I, I wish I were that great.
1: You are the messenger and you are the message. Hmm. That's me, you got people who are speaking out here, it's, it's been hijacked with speaking yeah. to sell. Yeah. We sell people on their greatness. We sell people on the things that they need to do now, the methods, the techniques, the strategy to create the next greatest version of themselves. Hmm. And when we do that, we know, that when we make that kind of impact we know that we're in the place of what Leo Tolstoy the Russian author he said what in the meaning and purpose of my life that will not be undone and destroyed when I'm gone oh. and the people that listen to your program mm-hmm. and and their mind and their vision has been expanded you give them a vision of themselves beyond the adversities of of what they're experiencing in this place where we are right now. And Mm -hmm. and help them to begin to to live their life from a place of optimism that they're gonna impact other people and those people are gonna impact other people. And this work that you, as much as you have chosen this, you were chosen for this. And this work will not be undone. You're gonna impact generations yet on board.
0: Thank you. My gosh. I'm getting chills all over. One of the, one of the, I want to, I want, I, I'm always watching you. Right. And so thank you for that. Like, sincerely, I, you, someone or something could not be more special to me than what you've just said. I want you to also watch something with less everybody. He speaks greatness into people. I really believe that that's a, it, it seems small, but he speaks greatness into people. He speaks to their better self. It, all of his messages always end with there's greatness in you. And I just think that all of us should just be conscious of this. I'd be making a huge mistake. I have the greatest speaker I've ever seen on my show. Is there anything you would impart onto somebody who's listening and says, I'd like to be a better communicator? Are there a couple keys that the best ever would share with me about how I could become a better communicator if I'm listening or watching the show right now?
1: You know, the Serena Williams is considered a dominant tennis player on the planet, but she has a coach. Muhammad Ali said, I'm the greatest, but he never won a championship without Angelo Dundee. Michael Jordan considered one of the great basketball players, but he never won a championship without Phil Jackson. I was with my Angela; I had the, the honor of spending a day with her, mm-hmm. and she said it aggravates me when they, they say that I'm a gifted communicator. And I said, why? She said, show me a gifted heart surgeon. I work at this. She said, do you see these books around here? I said, yes, ma'am. When I was raped and I went into a catatonic state and and didn't speak, my grandmother brought a lady here to help me and to tutor me. And she said, I want you to start there. And start reading these books and give me a report. And she said one day she came to this lady and she had written something she was very proud of. And, and she went, and this lady said, You can talk, read it to me. Mm-mm. She said, you can talk, and her mother was standing there and didn't intervene, and her mother always defended her. And this woman who wrote, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, she said, you can talk, talk now. And the reason she stopped talking, when she told on her uncle, the man, the neighbor who raped her, they beat him to death. And she felt personally, responsible and went into a catatonic state. Wow. And on that day, she said, she said, speak, you can speak. Wow. And she started reading on that day. Wow. And and that lady helped her to wow. get her voice back. She had swallowed her voice because of the trauma of feeling as a young kid, I called someone to be killed because he raped me. Mm. And, and she did, that was heavy for her. And yes. so gotcha. we, we, all of us are born the same way, dumb, naked, and speechless. We can learn. I didn't do what I'm doing now for 14 years. I told Mike Williams, I said, Mike, I, I, I can't speak, man, like Zig really? Ziglar. He said, you can. I said, look, Tony Robbins and all those guys, he said, "Browning, you go hear those guys because it's in you. That's in you. And sometimes I feel that you have to believe in somebody's belief in you yes. until your belief kicks in. Yes. And I was at an event. I, I think it was a Bob Proctor event. And a guy was speaking, man. And here I am there. And, and all of us had moments when we feel a, A speaker is just talking to us. You've had people who say, you, 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 you were talking to me and, and this was my day. And this guy was speaking, he stopped. He said, hmm, there's somebody here who should be up here holding this mic. I'm standing in your dream. And you've convinced yourself that you can't do it, that you don't have what it takes. And I'm here to say that it's not what you don't have, is what you think you need in order to do this. Mind you, you know, I'm here thinking, I don't have a college education. And so then he went on speaking, he said, I'm gonna say this and I'm not gonna say it anymore. You're out there squirming in your seat right now. He said, and he was looking over the audience and I'm saying to myself, is this guy looking for me? And then he said, the reason I'm standing up here and you are seated out there squirming in your seat, I represent the thoughts you have rejected for yourself. Man, that's like he punched me in the gut. I jumped up, I had a dime. I went to a pay phone, I called Mike Williams, my mentor. I said, Mike, he said, Brownie, what's wrong? I said, listen to me, Mike Brownie, calm down. No, I'm not rejecting myself anymore. Do you hear me, Mike? I'm not rejecting myself anymore. My mother has breast cancer, and she needs me. And all I got is just my voice maker. I can't get a job. I don't have a college education. All I got is, uh, is the ability to, to, to talk to people. So, uh, I, I got to use my voice, stay help mama. No job is going to pay me enough money to get the help that she needs. Most people don't know. 95% of people who filed bankruptcy do so because of medical expenses. And, and when he said that, oh, I, I said, I got to speak. There's an African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. Shakespeare said, the Fort Del Brutus is not in our stars, but in ourselves that we are underlings. I was living a small life, and you can't fit a big dream or a big voice in a small mind.
0: Oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> By the way, what's crazy is God so good, I gave a talk this weekend. I, did, I gave one quote, which was that African proverb you just quoted. But, my gosh, that story. All right, everyone, I know you want less here four hours. I do too. But we don't get him. So I have one more question for you that I think is yes. the big, big, biggie. But before I do that, make sure you're following Mr. Brown on social media, on Instagram. Make sure you've got that book. We're putting the website up on the screen right now. If you're hungry or need to be hungry or you're listening to this, I know you are. Go get his new book. And then last thing is you talk about that big, huge dream. I've got millions of people right now that get access to this wisdom. And they're sitting there. They're listening to this show. They're saying, I have a dream too. I want to do something great with my life. And I'm you, Les. I'm sitting in the crowd of life, trembling, thinking I don't have what it takes. But there's a part of me that I want to be happier. I want to prosper. I want to make my family proud of me. I I want to be proud of me. I want to serve God. And I just do not know where to begin. And so I'm listening to the Ed Milet show every week, picking up these pieces. But now I've got Les Brown. What would Les Brown say to me if we were one-on-one and I said, Mr. Brown, I've got this dream, whatever it is. What would your guidance be to me if you were my mentor to begin with?
1: Never say, I don't know what it is that I got. What's most important, commit thy works until the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit yourself to do that which is in your heart. You were not born, born to work for a living, but to live your making. In living your making will make your living. We get paid to work on a job. That's what we get paid for. But your calling is something you're made for. What is it that you would do free? Something that you love it so much, you do it for free. And you do it so well that people will pay you to do it. That's your dream. That's your superpower. And, and do that because... If it's something that resonates with you, it's something that's in your heart, where your heart is, there your treasure is also. Uh, there's a young man that, that he, he he prepares vegetarian meals for me. Man, this guy is good. And I can tell that the energy that he brings with this food. He said, man, he said, this the calling on my life. It's a ministry to him. It's a difference of, 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 of being in." something and that's something being in you. Remember A.L. Williams said all you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough but make sure you do all you can do. We always go all in on something that we love. What's in your heart because where your heart is there your treasure is also. In my book I say live a heart-centered life.
0: My heart's filled with gratitude today. This is a dream come true for me, everybody. And what's great is it exceeded my expectations, which were hugely high before we began today. So, Les, it's my honor. And thank you so much for the time today. And uh, everybody, please follow Les. Please get the book. And uh, and by the way, with me, make sure you're following me on Instagram every day. You know, we run the max out two-minute drill. I make a post 730 Pacific every day. Make a comment in the first two minutes. Have your notifications on. You're in a drawing every day. You ride on the jet, you get books, you meet my guests, you get max out gear, all kinds of wonderful things. If you miss the first two minutes, just make a comment every day on every post and you're in a drawing. Les, thank you again. Uh, God bless you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. I
1: appreciate you so much. Continue to be the light that you are and continue to pursue your greatness because when you're pursuing your greatness, you don't know what your limits are. So you act like you don't have any. Simba, you're more Mike. than what you have become.
0: couldn't you listen all day you guys i told you all right everybody god bless you max out
1: thank you i love you my brother this is the Ed mileage show